to the Clients and Conversions Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Clem, and I've helped fellow entrepreneurs and business owners just like you harness the power of social media to grow your audience by the hundreds, 2x their launch sales, and have client leads banging down the door to book a call with you. And I'm the first to say that hustling and searching hours online for your next client or student is not the vital ingredient to your success or even your happiness. This podcast is for driven entrepreneurs, from coaches to course creators and everything in between, to access practical and actionable tactics on everything from how to get clients with Instagram advertising, and really unlock the keys from sales and social media to get growth with the simplest tools possible, while keeping it just long enough to get you through your walk, drive, or workout. So stick with us for this episode and the ones to come so you can get more clients and sales in less time. Now let's get into it. Now, before we go into the episode, this is sponsored by the Audience Growth Ad Experiment. This is a free guide that I created to really help answer the question of where do I start when it comes to ads, especially around literally where to start. So what I've done is I've actually put to the test Pinterest, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram ads all in a way that has pretty much the same variables that I could to see which one's gonna get you the most bang for your buck, which means the most amount of results, most amount of leads, and audience growth for the least amount of cost out of your budget or wallet. So I broke this down as best as I could. I made it super simple, but so, so, so helpful for those who are wanting to find out how to go about this, what were the actual results, which platform actually did come out on top, and where to start after that. So get your hands on that. It's going to be at danielleclem.com slash ad experiment. Also in the show notes below, such a good place to start. And also so helpful for those who were like me who wondered, okay, are Facebook ads still the best way to go? This will answer that for you. So I'll see you inside the experiment and now let's get started. Hey everyone, Danielle here. Just a quick friendly heads up before we get started that we have a community over on Facebook created for women just like you called the Female Biz Journey Insider Group. So you can find that over on Facebook and it'll be down in the show notes here to help you with any extra info, resources, or anything else that the guests or myself want to throw at you. So if that sounds good to you, then head over there and we can talk a little bit more. Now let's get started with the show. Hey everyone, today on the podcast, I have the amazing Sam of A Happy Mind, who is an anxiety coach for women who want to start thriving in their life just as they truly deserve. Welcome to the podcast, Sam. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So I love to begin the show with the beginning of your journey and then end with your present and future. So can you tell me a little bit about how you grew up and what led you to wanting to start going down this path? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up, I live in Surrey, so I live about half an hour from London and I've always lived in the same area. I um, went through quite a lot at a young age, which led me into my journey with anxiety. So my parents separated, um, they then got divorced. My dad then died unexpectedly when I was 14. Um, he went in for a routine operation and he didn't come home. My twin brother then moved away. My mum then moved to another country. So by the time I was 20, I'd experienced quite a lot of loss and separation, abandonment, and feeling quite alone. I did go to uni. I did a four-year degree. I graduated with a first in education and teaching. I then have been teaching for the last eight years, working through my own anxiety and my journey with anxiety and 
changing and growing and learning along the way. And through my teaching and through my journey with anxiety, I got to a point where I wanted to start giving the solutions to other people and allowing them to feel how I feel now and not suffer in the same way that they had to and, and, and the and that I did as well. And I wanted to kind of give them a way forward. So about a year ago, I started my Happy Mind business and my Happy Mind journey on Instagram, Facebook group, my website, and doing one-to-one anxiety coaching. Um, And now I speak at public events about anxiety. I go into corporate businesses. I um, write for a mental health magazine. So for me, that's a bit of a snippet, but that's kind of how I've ended up where I am now and the real reason why I ended up doing what I'm doing, more so because I didn't want people to feel how I felt for so long and suffer and struggle without the answers, basically. Yes, that makes complete sense. I think your your journey will resonate with a lot of people, especially for anxiety. I think it's just not talked about enough, even for myself. Um, I noticed that even not only just in the entrepreneur journey, but you know, just in life, there's mm-hmm. different parts of your transition times where it's hard not to get anxiety. And nowadays, mm-hmm. if it's not on the severe spectrum, people don't think that it's an actual um, thing that you need to work through. 100%. So I wonder, was there ever a point for you mentally, like at a trigger point to where you recognized it for yourself to start on the path of kind of going into um, working on it for yourself? Um, That's a really hard one because probably from the age of about 15 to 25, I experienced quite a lot of um, challenges. So my anxiety didn't kind of come out of nowhere. I had it for a long period of time and it kind of went in fits and starts. So it went through phases of being worse than other times. But I think when the older you become, the more self-aware you become. And I think for me, I just got to a point where I no longer wanted it to be the norm. I didn't want the struggle and the doubt and the insecurity and the fears and the worries and the constant questioning to be something that I had to live with forever. And I think as I got older, that just became much more, I was much more aware of that. Whereas when I was sort of 15, 16, even up to about 21, everything else is still going on around you, you know, friendships, boyfriends, girlfriends, relationships, jobs, uni, you know, there's loads of things that you could use as reasons for feeling and experiencing anxiety. And I think for me, once all of that had stopped and I'd gone into teaching and I'd been teaching for a year and a half and I'd met my now husband, I just got to a point where I wanted things to be better. So I'd felt this way for a long period of time. It wasn't a, all of a sudden I realized, I think for me, it was over time. I just, I just learned that this was who I was, but actually when I then became aware of who I wanted to be, that's when I decided actually this isn't, this isn't what I want. This isn't how I want to feel every day. And this isn't how I want my normal everyday regular to be like, I didn't want that. So I think it was just my self-awareness, the older I got. And when I started to have an expectation of myself that was bigger than what I was living, you know, and the feelings I wanted to have, that's when I started my journey. Yes. I think that's, it's great that you mentioned that because I like that you touch upon the part of, you know, when you're even in the 20s, and I think even for some people, it's later on too, having Mm -hmm. different experiences, especially with other people, uh, you know, it's, 
you can't control others. You can't control what they're going to do, or what they're going to say. So mm-hmm. it can affect you. And if you don't uh, take notice of that and kind of work with it internally, it can really eat you up. And mm-hmm. I would love to hear when you went through this journey, especially in the last year or so since you started down teaching others, did you mm-hmm. have any resistance from friends or families? I'm assuming that your husband's fantastic and <laughs> was supportive <laughs> of the whole thing, but around you, did you have anyone else as your support system through that or anyone who kind of gave you any kind of resistance towards it? Good question. Well, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm a big go-getter. I don't really hang around for things. I always just go with the flow, go with it, take every opportunity, you know. And I think when I first started this, I didn't really tell anyone. I just started. I wanted to see what would happen. I wanted to experiment for myself. So even my closest friends, I didn't, I didn't really tell people this is what I wanted to do because I kind of wanted to, one, keep it as my baby and see where it grew. But over time, at the beginning, people probably, they did say things like, oh, you know, like, how will this work? Like, well, what will you actually be doing? It wasn't so much resistance. It was just ignorance, really, to what I saw in my head actually happening in in real life. And I think over the last six months, as they've seen my growth, my success, my progress, you know, all of these things that are now happening, people are the complete opposite, almost to the point of, I wish I could do that. I want to do that. So not necessarily resistance, more, more kind of questioning what would, what is the point of it? Why aren't you just happy with what you've got? Why can't you just teach? You know, you've got a great job and you're very successful at it. Why don't you just carry on doing that? That was more the questioning. And I think it was just because they didn't know, they didn't know what I knew about the opportunities that were out there. And my passion for helping others isn't necessarily other people's passion. So they're not as open to understanding what could come from creating this kind of coaching business, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes complete sense. I have a lot of good friends who are coaches as well in different, you know, parts of um, mm-hmm. life or niches. And it's, I think, almost the very same uh, journey they go on to with their uh, friends and family, even for myself, even mm-hmm. though I do traditionally just, you know, brand new website design, social media, so you can see the results. It's mm-hmm. harder for people to understand the internal work and the coaching part. So. Mm-hmm. I'm happy you brought that up because it's very true that when you go down this road, especially if people haven't looked into it or never had a coach or, you know, are just in the, um, the traditional nine to five arena, they can't really see the true benefit and, uh, results that you can have from it. A hundred percent. So I really appreciate that you brought that up because it's something that I think is not talked about enough is that resistance doesn't always have to mean something that's severe, like they reject it, but more so (laughs) they're just unsure of how, you know, you're going to make this work. And I wonder when you went down this last year or so, obviously anxiety played a huge part in why you created this, but did you have any kind of internal struggle, whether it was limiting beliefs or mindset when you started this out, or were you pretty confident just right uh, at the get go? Yeah. So I know that when people listen to this, they might think, oh, you know, um, everything's perfect and, you know, she's cured or anything like that, but that's not the case. But I think for me, I don't really have fear when I set my mind to something. My anxiety was never to do with my personal abilities. I've always been very, very confident in my own ability and my own competencies in whatever I put my mind to. I'm very, very secure in who I am in terms of a work 
ethic and my drive and my motivation. And I think because of everything I've been through, I'm very, very self-driven because I've had to be, and I'm very self-motivated and it's, it's very, very intrinsic for me. So when I started this, I didn't really have limiting beliefs around this because I knew that I would put my all into it and I would make it work because that's my nature. You know, my anxiety was around abandonment and people leaving me and not being loved. It was never around kind of putting myself out there. And I think because I already taught and I was already, you know, watched by many every single day and expected to give them and impart knowledge and they relied on me for that. I was very used to being in the public eye. And I think sharing my own truth and sharing my own message, I knew that if people didn't resonate with that, then I then my message wasn't for them. But I knew there would be thousands that would benefit from my story and benefit from my experience and my knowledge and my expertise. So I think my limiting beliefs more came with things like, you know, when you put yourself on social media, um, it was more around things like with my job, my teaching, I wanted to keep them separate. I didn't want them to mix. And I, obviously I teach teenagers. So it was more around that. But actually... There are so many teenagers in my school, in every single school, in every country that experience anxiety. So the longer I've done it, the less I'm worried about that. But I think I didn't have, when I say I didn't have limiting beliefs around it, I don't want people to think, oh, you know, like she's totally happy with her life or anything like that. I think it's just my experience with anxiety was never around my own abilities, if that makes sense, which I think prevented that from holding me back you make a fantastic point is that anxiety does not come in one form mm -hmm. you know i think that that's so true when you hear well when people experience anxiety they blanket it as that but for yeah. you you have you know it's tar it's targeted at a certain point yeah. like you said so mm -hmm. i'm happy you brought that up because even for me my my anxiety when i when i had the worst of it was during when I just overloaded myself through um, school work, that kind of stuff where it was anxiety based on that. But yeah. when people just hear the word anxiety, you know, it's such a broad term that they generalize. Exactly. So I'm really mm. happy you brought that up because it doesn't have to affect, you know, every single part of your human being, but it does affect you in some form. A hundred percent. Yeah. Anxiety doesn't affect every aspect of your life. You know, everyone has anxiety for different reasons and in different experiences and, and circumstance. So that is so important. People do generalize, but actually it's really important that you find out for yourself when, when you are comfortable and when you feel confident, because there will be times, places, people, things that do make you feel happy. It won't all be anxiety. That won't be the only emotion. So yeah, definitely. That's so important. I'm, yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because it's something that needs to be said more is it's just, it's not, it's not nowadays where you can just stamp on a label and think that it's going to be okay. We're multifaceted beings. And I, I love that. Uh, and 100%. <laughs> like I, um, last week, actually, in my own um, Facebook group, I did a poll and I said, when do you experience anxiety? And I put out all the different categories and everyone, you know, yes, there were some that were more common than others, but no, not everyone picked the same. Not everyone chose the same experiences of anxiety. And that was the whole point to show everyone in the group. Yes, you all experience anxiety, but in very different ways. You don't all experience it 
with relationships. You don't all experience it with your job. Um, so I think that's really, really important to tell people because having, when people say, oh, I have anxiety, then everyone just sort of thinks you have it all the time, but that's not the case at all. Yes. And you guys, if you want to join the Facebook group, I will link it in the show notes because it's a really fantastic group. And I am so happy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy you brought that up because that also kind of plays into why I created this podcast is because I hear so much about people uh, when you hear the word entrepreneur or really any label in general, Mm -hmm. it's just so easy to pigeonhole it. And that's why I love doing this kind of stuff, talking to people like you and really any of I've had people who are photographers, social media consultants, whatever. And wow. I, yeah, it's, I, I wanted this podcast to be focused on, even though you are an entrepreneur, you're also mm-hmm. a human being. You've had hundred percent, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why I love having people on like you and really anyone to just share their story and see that even though we've all come from different paths, we end around the same ideal and we keep going because that's what Mm -hmm. life is it's the journey Mm -hmm. yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. so I wonder for you when you started out in this even though it was a year ago to Mm -hmm. where you're at now what would be Mm -hmm. one thing that you would tell yourself just starting out um what would I tell myself so some of the things I tell other people would be different to what I tell myself because I see so many people that have a passion that don't um, go for it. And I think if it was to someone else, if I was to give one piece of advice to someone else about if they have a dream or they have a passion, they have an idea, they have something that just is inside them that they want to see what would happen. My advice for them would always be just take the first step you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. So if I was to say, if my one piece of advice for other people would would be, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. So just take the first step. But I think if it was me, the advice I would give myself, it would be, I'm trying to think really, it's really hard because I am a real go-getter. I say yes to everything. I literally went completely full force so I now have two full-time jobs because this has absolutely flown you know through the roof so I'm still teaching because I thought it might take a little bit longer to kind of get off the ground and um, I think one thing I would maybe say to myself is never be afraid to shine your light brightly because I think the more when I first started I was very aware of oh you know you don't want to come across um, too um, happy now so that people think it's unachievable or something that's out of reach. But the longer I've been doing it, the more I think actually the brighter I shine, the more I help uplift other people. And it does sound kind of like a a bit of a metaphor, but the less people then live in their own shadow because someone is there giving them this like vibrancy. So I think for me, it would be never, never done it down, you know, actually do shout about it for everything. I'm very good at things going right and not really saying anything and just moving on to the next thing because I don't want to seem to be boastful or bragging. But actually now I think, you know, the more, the more amazing things I do, the more I should celebrate and I should shine because that's exactly what we're all here to do. And some of us just in very different ways. So that would be the advice I give myself, but also the advice I would give to someone else. That is, there's so many good things in what you just said. (laughs) And there's a couple of points that I wanted to hit on too, was 
I love that you said that you went full force in it because I know Mm -hmm. for a lot of people, even myself, when I started out, it's so easy to go timidly at it. You know, you you choose here and there, but you don't really go full force. And I think Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why you were able to build it so quickly. It's not, I mean, you're an amazing person already, but you also went at it with like the full force of your being. And you said, (laughs) it's, which is awesome. And you said, you said yes. Like you said yes to everything and yeah. people don't do that. And yes, you can, I understand completely for people who have clients, you know, mm-hmm. you need to be more mindful, but like those teaching, those speaking events, mm-hmm. you know, people are so scared to go and do those because they don't feel yeah. confident enough in them. So I love that you brought that up. Because and I think as well, you know, for me, a lot of people now um, are saying to me, can you give me advice? What should I do? How did you do it? And I have seen success really quickly, but it is with 100 million percent effort. Nothing, no, there is no reason that I'm successful apart from my own hard work, grit, and literally pulling 16, 17 hour days doing podcast interviews, doing Facebook lives, networking events, writing for magazines, you know, as well as teaching, doing all of that, you know, doing my regular Facebook lives in my own group, doing Instagram lives, you know, all of these things. And when people then come and say, basically, they want what you've created because they can see what you're doing. I think for me, the fundamental thing behind that is you, which is why I now don't dim my light, because I think, Yes, you might now see me shining brightly, but you all have the capability to do that. But it's down to you and down to your effort levels, down to the... I always think to myself, what decision have I made today to help me be better and have have a more abundant lifestyle of any means, whether it's my happiness, whether it's my growth, whether it's learning, whether it's experiences. So I think to myself, if, if you're asking other people how they're doing it, go out and do it yourself and learn what works for you and ex- have experiences and grow your journey and meet new people. And I think that is so important, especially if you are you know, starting a business or starting out, because even if you do have anxiety or insecurities, which again is really, really common. And a lot of people have that. There will be things that you do feel comfortable with. It won't all make you feel uneasy. And if that is the case, and it does make that happen before you start your business, you need to invest in yourself so that when you do start your business, it's not this contradiction. You're not living in a, in a, in a parallel universe of you're happy on camera, but behind the screens, you're like crying into your pillow, you know? So if you do want to start a business, but you know that you have your own journey to still take, then that's when you maybe would hire a coach and you would say, you know, in the future, this is what I want for myself. My aim is to be able to do that with 100% passion, confidence, and motivation. Because um, there are so many, um, you know, people that I see in my group that have passions and they have goals and dreams, but they come to me for coaching because they know that until they have got to the point that I'm at now with my anxiety where I can manage it myself, it doesn't hold me back. And I genuinely am happy in my everyday life. They know that actually that would be seen through and people would, would know that and they wouldn't, you know, resonate with you as much because that authenticity isn't there. So I think, in terms of that, definitely, if, if you're in that boat and you do already have your business, make sure that you are showing up for yourself and in a way that serves you best. And if there are things holding you back, press pause, 
and work on where you are and your happiness and your well-being because you will be so much more successful when you feel success within yourself. And success is not about money. It's not about numbers. It's not about statistics and figures and, you know, being everywhere at all times. Success is being able to go to bed at night knowing that you've tried your very best You've done your very best and you feel your very best. And if you have made a thousand pounds, a thousand dollars, you know, whatever, in a day, but you're going to bed unhappy, stressed, anxious, worried, that isn't a success because you're not able to enjoy it. You're not able to experience your business in a way that actually serves you and makes you happy. So for me, I think, and even with my public speaking events and my workshops, it's the same thing. You know, there are people there that are, you know, very, very successful in business and, you know, are very high up in the corporate world, but yet they struggle really badly with anxiety. So they're not happy. So you have to weigh that up for yourself. Where are you in your journey? Where do you want to get to as an aim or a goal? But also, how do you want to feel? Until you feel your very best and you feel like you do have a happy mind, genuinely, there will always be things that come up for you, challenges and struggles and stumbling blocks that you find really hard to get over because you're not in a situation where your mind and your mental well-being is strong enough to give you all of the strategies that help you be and feel your very best. Yes, I think you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with all of this because not only does this take work, because that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have people talk about their story because, I mean, rarely ever is it an overnight success, you know? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I love that you said that you had, I mean, you've done and you are doing two full-time jobs. This isn't just like you woke up one day and mm -hmm. you had thousands of followers and you had this abundant Facebook group. <laughs> you know, I wish. We all, I know, right? We all wish. Yeah, and yeah. I'm happy you brought that up because I see that so often and I'll look in um, social media or Facebook groups and people ask all the time, how do I, you know, grow X, Y, and Z? How do I do this? How do I get this? But mm -hmm. you just have to do the work first. Yeah, you do. And you have to. And I think only when you're confident and happy with yourself, will you really 100% put, your put yourself out there? Because mm -hmm. it does take a lot of exposure and a lot of risk. And I think until you are really genuinely happy with yourself, that risk won't always be worth taking because there'll always be a, a reason not to. There'll be a reason to wait. There'll be a reason to hold back. And I think that's, that's really important as well to focus on yourself before you try and focus on where other people are in the journey and how far along they are and the success that they've had. And, you know, it will never come to you if you don't genuinely feel that inside yourself. Yes. I think comparison's a huge player mm -hmm. when it comes to starting out or even just business in general, especially on mm -hmm. social media. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at people who have, uh, you know, thousands of followers, all this kind of stuff and people get really down on themselves. And I wonder if you have had any clients, you know, for anxiety, what are one of the two, uh, one or two most common challenges that they have to try and overcome it? Is it more of just fighting themselves or is there usually kind of different cases for each person? Yeah, good question. It does change for each person. Um, everyone's in a different situation. But for me, I think the biggest thing with my clients is they've very similar to me. They've experienced anxiety for so long. They want things to be better, but they just never, they've never had solutions. So they might have tried different counseling or different methods and, you know, gone to different places, but 
you know, and I've done those things as well. And I 100% support, you know, counseling and 100%, you know, why not? But for me, I think with my experience with um, counseling and where that took me was, it was a lot more about self-evaluating and how do you feel about X and how do you feel about Y and why do you think that is? Whereas coaching and especially why a lot of the women say to me oh my gosh Sam like I've never heard it like that is because now it's all about the solutions I don't really focus on the anxiety I focus on how do you want to feel and how can we get you there and I think the most the most common thing is they just feel lost and completely bogged down with the anxiety they just feel completely taken over by the anxiety and that's that's probably the biggest thing so whatever the anxiety is and the triggers and the journey I think the majority of them just they want it to be better but they just don't know how they just feel you know helpless almost to it like it just wins every time Yes, I think that's really true is, you know, I mean, I think every person they, they want, but they don't, you know, push forward or find mm-hmm. the thing that works for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you can probably um, know is you've probably gone through tons of books or programs before you found like internally what worked right for you. Yeah. And people start out with, you know, trying one or two things and think that, you know, that'll be it. <laughs> just mm-hmm. the first, first one out of the gate. And that's just not always true, even for myself. Um, I mean, I'm always trying to learn more. That's just, I'm a bookworm internally, but I think, <laughs> Me <yeah. too. laughs> I think that especially for things that you're trying to push through and go through for personal development and especially mindset or anything with the mind, it takes a lot more work than anyone really understands. Yeah, and I think as well, that you are so right. People think that there's an easy fix. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not a case of, you know, people saying, oh, you know, she just wants me to keep coming back because she gets my money and all of that. It's not like that at all because by the time people have left me, they are 100. Like I had one woman who was on antidepressants for 25 years, finished coaching with me and went to the doctors and had her medication reduced for the first time. Like it's not what I'm yeah, like I've, I had one woman who came to me completely, completely crippled by her anxiety. And by the end of it, she was starting her own online business. Oh. Um, but right at the very early stages, but she finally felt free to do that. So you are so right. And that is, for me, that is 100% my message. For, I do what I do because I have the answers. And that isn't me bragging. That isn't me boasting. But I've been there. I've lived that life. I have 100% been ruled and been completely overtaken by anxiety. Now I'm not. It doesn't affect me. Things are different. And I, with my Facebook group, I do lives weekly for free in there every week on so many different topics. And then when people come to me one-to-one, they say, I cannot believe I didn't do this sooner. No one has ever said things like this to me before. People cry all the time because they just feel like they're finally getting the answers. And the other reason that is, is because I've been there and I've been in those shoes. So we don't have to spend time with them saying, this is how it makes me feel and describing it to me. No one describes it. In fact, I describe to them, I say, do you feel like this? Do you think this? And they laugh like, yes, that is exactly what I think. How are you in my head? Because I've been there. So for me, you're so right. It's not a quick fix, but if you are talking to the right people who have the right experiences and who have the right background and have the right knowledge and support and solutions, there is no way that you won't get to the end of that 
self-development journey in a better place. And the, I say that with real confidence now because I've coached enough women all over the world. So they're not all in England. They've all got very different backgrounds, different cultures, different traditions. They're everywhere. And they all have the same outcome because they're talking to someone that's lived that life. And I know what it's like to be stuck in it. So the only reason that you continue to feel that and you want these quick fixes, you know, like you're saying, you know, you read books. I used to read loads of books until someone makes you put it into action. So I still read loads. But if there's something that I need to put into action, I'll either tell a friend or my husband and I'll tell them about it. And I'll say to them, I want to try and do this so that someone can hold me accountable. Coaching's the same. So there's a few of my clients have read books and then come to me and said, can I go through the book with you and do the tasks with you and you help me? So there's so many there's so many avenues and opportunities and examples but I think the only reason that you get stuck where you are is because there's no implementation you know there's no next steps and everyone gets there in their own way like you said it's not a quick fix but once you really say to yourself right I'm done now I don't want to feel like this anymore I don't want to be ruled by this things do change things do and can change and it's and it's not by chance it is by hard work and dedication and persistence but when you've been controlled by something for so long you would do anything you would try anything and that's also really important make sure you're open to new experiences and new opportunities if it means that they will put you in a better a better circumstance you know i hope you guys are taking notes because this is fantastic <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, so uh, such amazing stuff. I wanted to mention too that you are completely correct when it comes to the implementation part because mm -hmm. I think there was a statistic a while ago that was showing you know people love webinars, workshops, all the kind of stuff, but mm -hmm. maybe twenty percent, if that, actually implement what they learn. Yeah. And if you have that accountability, I mean, it triples your amount of time that you're actually going to achieve what you want because. Mm -hmm. It's all, you know, it's great to learn or it's, yeah, it's great to learn, but if you don't implement any of it, you're just going to forget it all and it's not going to help you. And yeah. I wanted to mention too, is that I love what you said is you've gone through all of this. It's not just mm -hmm. like you woke up one day and decided, Hey, just out of the blue, I'm going to help others for anxiety. You really yeah. through it. And yeah. I think that's a really great note, especially for, mm -hmm. I I'm like a huge branding nerd. I love branding, storytelling, all that kind of things. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you are the perfect case for what <laughs> um, like a hero's journey is. They meet a guide and a guide is who, mm -hmm. uh, who they meet on their journey to help them who's gone through it. And mm -hmm. that is what you do through and through. And I think that's one of the reasons why you're so good at what you do is because you've literally gone through it all. It's not just, mm -hmm. you know, you woke up, did a certifica certification class and, you know, you're ready. Yeah you've mm -hmm. really done the work internally. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point, actually. You know, I think that's why I also don't have limiting beliefs or anxiety around what I'm doing because I know 100% that this is my truth and no one can take that away from me. So no one could ever say, you don't know what it's like and you don't know how I feel because literally, I mean, if I don't know your specific version of anxiety, I know the feelings you're having. Mm -hmm. I know how it makes you feel. I know what your mind is telling you. And when people say things like that, you know, yeah, but you're fine now and you're cured. I say, I'm still a human. There are times when I feel sad, anxious, worried, nervous. I'm only a human and anxiety is an emotion and not one that you want to get rid of. You don't want to not have an emotion on your emotional scale, but you want it to just be in check. You want it to be like all the others. And I think 
you are so right there. The reason I'm so passionate about what I do and the reason that people resonate with me is because there is 100% nothing about this that I am not telling the truth about. There's no fluff. There's no statistics. There's no science. There's no me waving a certified, you know, this is what I do. You're so right. It's just me being real and saying to people, and, I, and I'm really honest, I, I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. I don't just sit here and wave this flag of happiness, not at all. And I've cried on some of my lives before. I've shared my own story. I've broken down. I've, I've been my vulnerable self. And I think I'm in a situation now where I think, when I know and I feel, I feel confident with that because it's made me who I am. And I'm not ashamed of that because it's made me. And when people then see me on the video explaining that and sharing that, talking through my journey, they say, do you know what? That's why I want to talk to her because I know genuinely that she gets it and that she's moved past it. And, and that is so true. You know, whenever you invest in anyone, you know, whether it's to do with business, whether it's to do with investing, um, you know, and saving, whether it's buying a house, whether it's getting married, whether it's buying a really expensive car, you speak to someone that knows the information. You go to someone that has the answers because why would you not? So it's exactly the same. We, we spend so much of our time, money, and effort on the everyday things like cars, phones, bills, taxes. And then when it comes to our happiness and our general well-being, we think we just have to plod along on our own and not have the answers because it's just us. And we think, oh, it's too embarrassing or people will laugh at me and it's silly and it's not, not important and we undermine ourselves. But you think, well... You didn't do that when you wanted to buy X, Y, and Z or when you wanted to save for X, Y, and Z, but yet your own journey is, is not enough to warrant you asking for help. Yep. Uh, I, yeah, you're leaving me slightly speechless right now, so I'm going to try and bring it back. <laughs> but it's, it's so true, and that's actually one of the main reasons why I specifically only work with female business owners is not mm -hmm. because I, you know, have a problem with males. I, I have a, a fantastic boyfriend. I love my dad. I have no problem with that, but mm -hmm. I can really understand the internal pain points for any woman. I mean, um, yeah. even as you'll probably hear in the first episode of my podcast is mm -hmm. my biological mom passed away when I was nine from cancer and my stepmom did when she, uh, when I was 17 before I graduated high school from cancer as well. So oh. I went through so much with the loss of it, but also seeing that time is mm -hmm. very short and mm -hmm. if I can help anyone like just a little bit get closer to what they want to do whether it's through web design social media whatever it might be mm -hmm. I will do that and I love that you say that because I think people you find the right people when they're ready and when 100%. you're ready 100% so I'm so happy you brought that up and I think it brings a really good point too is through this journey you know you've You've created a name on like social media for a happy mind. And I wondered mm -hmm. why did you choose to go with that versus your name and kind of what was the, the creation process for creating your brand and like the yellow uh, as your brand color and all that kind mm -hmm. of intricacies. So um, yellow is my favorite color. My bridesmaids dresses were yellow. My kitchen wall is yellow. Uh, I'm obsessed with yellow. So <laughs> Um, the reason I picked yellow quite simply is it's my favorite color. There's no science behind it or anything like that. It's just, it's my favorite color. Um, and it is kind of, it's who I am. My whole wedding was yellow themed. It had sunflowers everywhere. You know, um, my husband had a yellow corsage. I had a yellow bouquet. So yellow is really ingrained in my life. Um, and I wanted my brand to be 
me basically and the reason I didn't have my name was two reasons one um, I think it doesn't have as much of a clear emphasis as to what I'm trying to create for people because I'm not selling myself as a person I'm selling myself as how I feel which is the big thing so my um, coaching is all about your emotions which obviously is to do with your happiness and feeling um, you know comfortable with who you are and I think my name although I love my name <laughs> you don't get that from that it's very corporate very professional and in some cases that's 100% what you need but for me I wanted to have something very very light very comforting reassuring embracing empowering from the very beginning so as soon as I say you know um, I own and founded a happy mind people are like oh my god I love that that's so good and it says exactly what it is there's no kind of beating around the bush um, so when I went to this event, um, and I, you know, spoke at the weekend, everybody, if you didn't know that I deal with anxiety, you will know that I deal with happiness and you feeling happy in your mental wellbeing. So for me, it was, um, I didn't want to be in a situation where I had to explain it to people. I wanted people to just get it from the get go and whether they like it or they don't, you know, so they either need it or they don't, which is totally fine. Um, so I wanted my brand to be friendly welcoming open natural which is why it's the yellows the greens and the whites like you know I'm looking in my office now which I'm sitting in and I've got a bunch of yellow green and white flowers and I've got a yellow green and white garland around one of my professional lights which says hello in white like it's literally all over me I love it I've got another yellow plant in a yellow and white plant pot so I wanted things that were just fresh and welcoming and also in the winter months so I know a lot of people when I go on my Instagram they say to me oh I just love how bright and vibrant it is and all of those pictures are taken in the time you know I haven't got a million pictures from just June and July and August um, I, they're from now but because I wear yellow and I bring yellow into it people just automatically feel brighter they feel warmer and that instantaneous feeling is what I want to try and capture in an individual constantly yes I think that's a really great a really great notion is that one you are putting yourself in you're infusing it with your color but also mm -hmm. there's a true power behind all of these and I think that we're drawn to certain colors for a reason for example yeah. you know yours is yellow just because mm -hmm. you enjoy it and also it's it embodies what you do mm -hmm. and for example for mine I love blue like I don't know <laughs> why I just it's my, I have blue eyes. I wear blue or black, everything that's just I'm very <laughs> in that realm. And the reason is too, is, you know, I love blue because it also brings a sense of peace and calm and reassurance yeah. and ease. Mm -hmm. So I think that even if it's on a subconscious level, we mm -hmm. all gravitate towards the color that we need or that we want our clients to see from us. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, if you guys, her website's fantastic at happymind.com. And yeah, I love it so much. And now, UK. Oh, I always forget that. I'm so sorry. I'm so used to being <laughs> no, it's only because I'm in the UK. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, I'm so used to, uh, I'm so used to US. My goodness. I will have that in the show notes. You'll have the correct link, you guys. <laughs> okay. And speaking of present, is there anything that you're currently working on that you want to give the audience a little taste on what they can look out for? 
Yeah, so I have, starting on the 4th of March, actually, which I'm so excited about, um, as well as doing one-to-one coaching, I do group workshops in separate Facebook groups. So people can talk to me and other people in similar boats to them so they know they're not alone uh, on different topics. So I did one in January. I had 20 women from all over the world, and they're now all friends. They talk to each other. um, They support each other. We share our highs and lows. You know, it's a great community. Um, So from March the 5th, I actually have a new one beginning called Mindset March, and it's on the four areas that I find the majority of my community, my tribe, and my clients really struggle with. So the first week is on anxiety. The second week is on fear and the unknown. The third week is on judgment. And the fourth week is on negative habits. So each week I'll be doing live video training with follow-up activities to do in between each call with giveaways, challenges, and tasks. So I have that starting on the 5th of March. And for anyone that books, they also get a free half an hour call with me as well so that we actually have some one-to-one coaching within the four-week program so that is 111 english pounds um for the whole month so which is an absolute steal and i'm so excited um so i'm starting that because I think it just, it holds so many people back for so many different reasons. But if it doesn't hold you back enough that you feel you need one-to-one coaching, but you do need something, this is the the ideal thing to be doing. And those are some heavy hitter topics to talk about as well. Yeah, they're the big four. And this is the only time I'm going to do this workshop for the whole year because, because I am so busy with my one-to-ones and my, with the magazine and the writing and, you know, everything else I'm doing. It's, it's, I want to make sure that this is the almost like a third of the way through the year. So I, I want to try and empower as many people as possible. But at different points in the year, I'm doing different workshops for different reasons. So I won't be doing another one focused around anxiety for the rest of 2018. Wow. Yeah. Mm. that's amazing and just in case people who want to go into the facebook group what is a Mm -hmm. facebook group called for your uh, anxiety one yeah so it's called a happy mind with a yellow love heart awesome and that will be in the show notes you guys and i mean there you guys have it i mean this was a fantastic episode you gave so much amazing content i'm so happy that (laughs) you were on here and thank you so much for coming on and i will talk to you guys in the next episode Thanks for listening to today's episode. I am so excited that you were able to go through it and get some actionable tips out of it. For next steps, make sure you go to daniellecleum.com slash ad breakdown to get the complete ad breakdown around what one Insta ad did to help create 559 client leads and 20% sales increase and launch. Make sure to go ahead there to do that. And DM me at I'm Danielle Clem to go in deeper to the conversation. And last but not least, make sure to leave a rating and review so that this podcast can get out to more amazing people like yourself.